From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. Each week, we discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. I'm Annalise Hensel, in for Marty Michelson. Here's our latest conversation with J.R. Well, JR, as you know, sometimes news slows as we approach the holidays, but that certainly wasn't the case last week, including in Madison. And Governor-elect Tony Evers was making news, announcing his cabinet appointments, including a batch of assignments that he gave out on Friday. What do you make of his choices so far? Well, it's interesting to look and see the reaction to who Evers announced. The first wave of appointments were all four from Milwaukee. So there's this immediate kind of complaint from Republicans of, oh, you know, Tony Evers is paying attention to Milwaukee and at this at the expense of the rest of the state. Well, then you saw the second wave on Friday, and he had a couple from Madison, one from out by La Crosse, and another one from Milwaukee, and there are still more to come. And the reason I bring that up is that, you know, probably something we have to kind of take a breath and step back and look at the big picture and, and wait to see what the team really looks like before we kind of figure out what it means. And if this, you know, Evers, you know, he's kind of his reputation as more of a a moderate Democrat, though he is, you know, I mean, he's by no means kind of a squishy Democrat, but that he's he's not somebody who's a flamethrower, he's a or bomb thrower, he's kind of somebody who's a little more of a moderate guy. And so we're watching to see what does his administration look like? Does it reflect that? Um, you know, Republicans are complaining about, in their words, you know, far left radicals on these advisory committees uh, that they're you know out of touch with Wisconsinites. But look at who he's picking so far. You know, Joel Brennan, for example, is the administration secretary. He's someone who has experience both running campaigns uh, like Tom Barrett's for governor in 2002 and then for mayor in 2004 and being CEO CEO of Discovery World in Milwaukee for 11 years. So he's got ties both to politics and to the business community. And when you're DOA secretary, you're both tasked with running probably the most important uh, state agency and with being a liaison to the business community. So you know there are some benefits for having him there. Now, the folks he's announced so far don't have a, deep state government experience, but you know, people have argued that that's not a bad thing to bring people from the private sector who have a different perspective. Um, so you got to kind of look and see what's the full team look like, and once you see it, then you can kind of better figure out what is Tony Evers, how is he going to govern, what's it going to be like? And then you look, for example, at natural resources. Um, all kinds of names had floated ahead of that announcement of who was going to be there. The person picked Preston Cole. Uh, it's been on the board. I think it was originally appointed by Governor Doyle, but reappointed by Walker. So even Walker praised him as a solid pick. So watch these people as they, as they, they fill out the entire team. Then you kind of get the message of what's the Evers administration going to look like and how is it going to govern going forward? When it comes to Evers' appointee to the Department of Transportation, Craig Thompson, Thompson is somebody who has favored an increase in funding for roads in the past. That's something that drew support and criticism on Friday when his name was released. Do you think that will make a difference in terms of whether he gets the job? Well, it depends. I mean, during the announcement on Friday, you know, they were both Evers and Craig Thompson were asked about raising the gas tax, and they kind of had the same language of they're going to find a solution, bring people together, and, and find something that works. And when pressed, if it was on the table, they kind of just talked about finding a solution. So it's a little bit different language than when, if you remember during August, after when the primary, Evers said that you know, all things are on the table and when pressed, um, does that mean you'd you know, raise gas taxes up to a dollar? He said, well, you know, all things are on the table. And his campaign pushed back on hard that later that day. But by saying it that way, he opened the door to Governor Walker really going after Evers for 
know, two months that he's gonna raise your gas taxes by a dollar. And then he wouldn't say no or rule it out. Evers has kind of started to pick up on some of the nuances you need to have as a, as a governor about what you wanna do to kind of not open the door to those kinds of things. So it'd be interesting to watch what solution they find. He's talked about wanting to find solutions to all of our issues in Wisconsin without raising taxes. He's not ruling anything out. He's talking about these these public meetings in the budget as being truly getting feedback and using that to help shape what he wants to do in these, this budget will introduce in February. So much like with his cabinet, the budget in February will give us another sign of how will Evers govern versus how he campaigned. If lawmakers don't like Evers' choices, they do have the power to fight him on his cabinet nominees. Do you expect that fights will be taking place in coming weeks? No, that's a good question. Um, you know, there will be public hearings, or there should be public hearings about each of these appointments, and then there'll be votes. Um, nobody's really raising big red flags about anybody so far, but, you know, it's early. You know, the harshest criticism was from Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker, who was saying that, you know, uh, like, for example, Joel Brennan, his brother-in-law is Kevin Conroy, who is the co-chair of the Evers Transition, that, you know, political connections matter and that, you know, these people are light on government experience, but others are kind of, you know, taking more cautious approach. I've not heard any state senators, Republican state senators, saying that this person will not work. But we also haven't seen the full cabinet yet, so we'll see how these picks, how they come through. Is there anybody who the Republicans just won't accept and whatnot? It'll be fascinating to watch. And then, too, you know, often, even if you have a philosophical difference with a cabinet pick, lawmakers often defer to the governor because he or she should have the cabinet that that person wants, right? It's it's his or her cabinet. It's their vision. So let that person have the team that they prefer. So we'll see if that comes into play in the end as well. You mentioned the budget and Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald made some waves last week when he said the Republicans in the legislature will work on their own budget. They are not going to take up the budget that Tony Evers proposes early in the new year. Has anything like that been done before? And if lawmakers do take those steps, what kind of impact will that have? Geez, in, in the almost 19 years I've covered the Capitol, I don't remember a time when they've gone to a base budget. Now, there have been plenty of joint finance committees that have rejected the governor's positions, but to start from scratch without the governor's proposal, no, I don't remember that happening. Um, and we'll see. I mean, the thing is, will Republicans really want to start over from exactly what they have right now, go through every single agency, the small ones, and go through every line. You might see something where Republicans accept a lot of the agency requests that are the smaller ones, but then like they, you know, do their own budget on, I don't know, like transportation or or taxes or something like that. So that's something to watch, you know, how they, how they really progress on that, because that is a lot of work to try and handle. And the big questions I have after that are, okay, let's say lawmakers do rework the budget significantly. Let's say they, they do their own version and ignore the Evers one. Evers still has the most powerful veto pen in the country of any governor. How can you rework that document if he wants to with that authority? Because it, it can be used when you're talking about bills that spend money. Obviously, the budget does. Or are things done in a way that Evers just can't accept it at all, and he vetoes the entire document? Now, that I have not seen either in my time here. So it's going to be fascinating to watch how that plays out, the, the Evers budget being introduced, how lawmakers handle it, and then what's his reaction when they're done with it? Um, you know, we've been used to watching Republicans bog down the process the last couple of cycles because they can't agree. Now we have a true partisan fight on our hands or possibly one on our hands. And it'll be fascinating to watch how that plays out and to what length Evers can go with um, what he wants to do with that budget once they're done with it. 
Scott Fitzgerald also was in the news for his comments about federal Medicaid funding for the expansion of health care here. He indicated that he might be willing to support taking that extra money, while Assembly Speaker Robin Voss insists that he would not support such a move. How do you think this will play out? Well, you know, we'll see what, what Evers proposes. We also have that federal court decision about the Affordable Care Act that it was invalid, so will it be an appeals court ruling or something that keeps it going? I mean, I, I don't know how that all plays out together going down the road. Um, so I'm really not sure how it's going to play out just because of those factors. But, you know, Governor Walker rejected that expansion. Republicans backed him. They fought back efforts to change that decision for several years. So to see him suddenly change course um, would be a little bit of a surprise. But, you know, in politics, never say never. Thanks, as always, for your time, Jr. and happy holidays. Same to you. That's WisPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.